Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens around it. Like 4th of July celebrations. Is your eye twitching? A little bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> the weekend of the 4th. Mm-hmm. Had both kids home. Yes. So we had to make plans to try to integrate them or... We wanted to do the family things. Force family interactions. Because we're good parents and we want our kids to feel connected to their family. Even if they are just annoyed. <laughs> Which is normal. It is for their age. It is. And this is this weird thing that happens when you're parenting adolescents where... Their natural instinct is to individuate, to start focusing away from family and on to chosen social interactions. Yes. Really hard. Mm -hmm. And it's our job to help keep reeling them back in, not in like a unhealthy, you're ours kind of way, but in like a, we still care about you and want to spend time with you kind of way. Yes. And we're responsible for you. So, oh, fuck. <laughs> That's part of it. It is. Mm-hmm. And so, number three had been gone for three weeks. Yes. At their dad's house. At their dad's house. And number two had been here, but was doing a lot of video game time and running around in the hills with their friends time. Yes. So, when they were both here, we wanted to have some structured family activities that would say, we value you and want to spend time with you, and so we're going to structure an activity in which we can do that. Yes. On Friday night, that was a family dinner. It was, and you made food that you knew Number two and number three love my tri-tip. Yes, they do. Even if you occasionally find it too spicy. Yes, zero zero does too. Actually, all those kids love it. Yeah. The other one, if he was here, he would he would eat that too. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. I said, okay, number three, I know you've had your sleep cycle a little upside down, which a lot of teenagers do in the summers. And by a little, you mean completely. And <laughs> on the fourth, when we were at a friend's gathering of vaccinated individuals hanging out together at their house, one of our Jesus friends said that her kids always got upside down in the summers when they were teenagers too, and it was always a struggle to get them back on cycle mm-hmm. before school started in the fall. Mm-hmm. So it, it's good to have that normalized, but still. Yes. Even number two child, who's really a morning person. Well, um, at this point, their adolescence has turned morning into 11 or 12 instead of eight or nine like it used to be. Right. Whereas the not morning person has turned their morning into 3 p.m. Yes, that is correct. Yeah. Which again, you know, it's it's one of those things. And only because we forced them to. Otherwise, God knows what time it would be. It's one of those things where, again, we know what nature is going to do. And we have to, if we are responsible parents, provide them loving and supportive redirection. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Although they did call me this morning. Oh, on uh, the phone? On the phone, I told them that they needed to call me if they wanted to hear the good news I had for them. Oh, okay. So I told them some some information that I had about schooling. And then I asked them a couple questions about our upcoming trip. And I said, if you need me to get you anything for this upcoming trip that we're taking to Disney, then you need to send me texts or you need to text me some screenshots before you go to bed today, which is probably right now because you haven't gone to bed last night, did you? You're getting ready to go to bed now. 
And they said, yes. Like, is that a problem? And I'm like, no, it's not a problem. Just send me some screenshots of the things you need. Yes. They had never heard them called corks. Oh. They thought that was hilarious. I said, do you need corks or pads before we prepare to leave? And they were like, you called them what? (laughs) (laughs) But anyway. Yes. You know, it's just one more thing where we are doing our best to not be assholes about it, but still trying to reinforce some semblance of normative expectations. Yes, which we've explained in particular to that child. The other one's used to more explaining because he's been here the whole time. But that we will expect them to adjust to a schedule that will accommodate everyone's vacation. They are not going to Disney and getting up at 3 p.m. That will not accommodate a Disney vacation. No. And we're paying for this shit, so they better get their asses up. Right? Yes. (laughs) So... Yeah, we had dinner and I explained to them, you know, tomorrow you need to get up on time. And they totally didn't. Well, your up on time was noon. Yes. Which I thought was funny in the sense of both that noon is not a time that I ever think of getting up, but also because I knew it was probably three to six hours earlier than they were used to. Yes. And that was why I picked noon instead of something unreasonable like eight or nine, like they have to when they're getting ready for school in the morning. It didn't happen, but... It but didn't you set on the, the first day. You ex, you set the expectation. Mm-hmm. Did it get closer on the second day? It did. I wasn't here, so... Yes. So then Saturday, our plan was to have family movie or game night in the evening. And they had not gotten up until like three. Mm-hmm. Although number two, our boy had gotten up, what, 11 or 12, maybe one. Something like that. So he meet the expectation. Yes, he did. But you didn't give him the expectation. No. And what I did is I let him stay up about one night a week. Uh, Well, typically one night a week. He can stay up till 12 on his game. And then I asked him, did he want to sleep in the next day? Because if he did, then I would remove his 10 a.m. wake up expectation. And, And otherwise, he has the expectation. It's his job to set an alarm or miss the expectation and lose the allowance he would have earned by getting up. Because our kids earn allowance by accomplishing tasks. Well, they're supposed to. Well, yes. They don't earn the allowance because they don't accomplish the tasks, but that is also part of the point. Thank you for clarifying. Our kids could earn allowance by accomplishing tasks. Yes, like getting up on time or... Yes. Yeah, brushing your teeth. For number three, it's mostly summer academics. They were struggling with reading and writing this year. And of course, by struggling, I mean they only got a B. By struggling, you mean they avoid the task and then give themselves anxiety about it. And And then don't do their best because they're anxiety-ified. Right, and get everything done super late because of all that. Right. Yeah. Well, Friday we watched Luca? Yes, we we offered them games or movies, and and they chose the category movies. And then I gave them four movies to choose from, and... Our boy wanted to watch The Most Rude Option. Of course he did. And He's our boy. our girl-ish person wanted to watch The Queerest Option, and I agreed with them. So two to one, they were outvoted because you didn't vote. No, I said I didn't care. They all sounded... Well, I said my preference was the one that had the best ratings, mm-hmm. but nobody else was interested in that one, so... Which one was that? Uh, Mitchell's versus the Machines? Or yes. Ra- yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, that one. It yeah. had the best... 
best rating, but I, I thought Luca was a good one. I, I liked it. I liked all the music too. It was it was good music. Yeah, because it was fun. Because you like all that old school Italian stuff. I do. That's great. Yeah. Number three and I kept whispering to each other throughout the whole movie, which I hoped wasn't bothering anyone because usually we're pestering number two not to talk during the movies, but we were like, "This isn't a coming out metaphor at all." <laughs> and then they would be like. Especially not that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He didn't really talk, which was kind of good. It was. It was yeah. really neat. Like, yeah. it, the movie was at his level where he could understand everything without having to ask a bunch of questions, but it was also engaging enough. This is the thing we talk about in education with students who struggle, especially in reading or in comprehension, is that topics need to be really, really engaging to get them to exert the effort to actually understand things. But it also needs to be at low enough of a level because most low-level books are baby books. Mm-hmm. Most easy-to-understand content is geared for younger people. So to have that simultaneously high level of content and engagement with a low level of cognitive demand mm-hmm. is a thing we talk about in education a lot. But the movie had it. Yes, And then on Sunday, I actually did go pester number three child and make them actually be awake at noon. And they were awake. They weren't out of their bed, which is the longstanding expectation is that if we say you need to be up by whatever wake time, then that literally means up, vertical, out of your bed and out of your room and visible to us. I've heard you say that to both this child and their brother yes. over the years. <laughs> number Up one and means number vertical, three. Out of your bed. <laughs> yes. Over and again. They they like to be awake horizontally. And I'm like, that doesn't earn you the potential earnings. <laughs> that doesn't that get you where you need to be. That is my definition of up. Although, admittedly, I have started my workday more than once laying in the bed checking my emails <laughs> and. With the intention of getting up. True. Which they have none of. True. Yes. So I did pester them and actually get them to get up within an hour of their scheduled wake time. They were up before one. Okay. Good for you. You, you had already left. <laughs> yes, I had. <laughs> I had gone with zero and two to someone nearby's house that was helping Zero Child collaborate on some potential work options. And uh, number two child is just plain social. And so he went with us. And he had a darn good time. And he stayed there with Zero. I left him there. It was a little too chaotic for me, which is not unusual. <laughs> but it was definitely so to the point where I was sitting there thinking, okay, and I know I can leave at this time. And then I kept moving that time up a little. <laughs> so, um, and I came home and decompressed for a while before we went to our other friend's house, which we had invited my aunt to. Yes. And she had called in the morning and said she didn't feel good and she wasn't going to go. Which this is the thing that she does. She likes the attention of, are you going? Are you not going? And so she'll waffle back and forth. And I don't know how much of that is intentional and how much of that is just a pattern that she's fallen into over the years. Yeah. I don't know. But but she did call back while I was at the chaotic spot and um, said she was where we gonna go and she felt better she was gonna go and I said good you're gonna like it they're very chill people and it will be very nice and she did she did enjoy herself that's good yes and they were all very welcoming to her yes yes the people we went to see in the afternoon 
mm-hmm. in the mid-afternoon, not the early afternoon, because that was when you went to see the first people. Yes. Who, that is like a colleague of yours or a former colleague? A former colleague's okay. house, and her daughter was there, and the daughter's the one that's talking to her oldest child about employment opportunities. Yes. So... So that environment was fairly hectic, but that's zero and two don't mind that at all. No, they do fine with it. He thrives in it. Yeah. And so then you and me and number three and your aunt. Yes. Which was intended to include number two child. However, when he asked if he could stay with zero, I, I thought, well, we always have him and we never just have three. And it would be nice to just have three with us and have them just, you know, dealing with us as well and not their brother. And and even though that was initially, you had thought this was a good run for how, how it's going to be on our vacation, which we, I think we did iron it. We did find some, mm-hmm. you know. We did eventually find some kinks that needed yes. to get ironed out. So yes. that was, yes. the goal was at least partially accomplished. Mostly about communication. Shocking, yep. I know. Okay. Yes. <laughs> When you got home and you said that, I pointed out that while you were gone, number three and I had also talked about renewing their wardrobe. This is the time of year when we do back to school shopping. And even though number three is doing online school and isn't going back to a building where they need to look nice. They need to have clothes that fit. They do. They grow each year. They haven't stopped yet. Nope. They will eventually. Even when they stop, they will still be wearing things out. So. Yeah. Number three has holes in their jeans. Some of them come with holes pre, pre-cut, pre-worn, pre... They were put there before they bought them but intentionally. The part holes, of the design. Even when they don't, the holes get bigger and bigger until they're not jeans anymore. <laughs> I don't see any of those children in that age group caring about that. No, but there comes a point where number three doesn't want to wear them anymore because they don't, they're not jeans anymore. They're not functional? Correct. As pants? Correct. Number three actually does want to wear functional pants. But both these children have this thing now where they like to wear pants in the summer and summer clothes in the winter. It's weird. Yes. And yesterday he had black pants on. Long black pants. Yeah. Like dark. Mm -hmm. Not shorts, which Mm -hmm. is what he wears all winter. And a t-shirt and a sweatshirt. Yes. Over the head sweatshirt with a hood. Until he came home to change into swim clothes so that he could play in the sprinklers at his friend's house. Yes. Whatever. That's one of those things where we're not going to offer the guidance. It's not worth our time and energy. I have so so many other things to guide in their lives. Pick your battles. I don't care. No, pick fewer of them. Put some back. Some back, yeah. Go ahead, wear those black pants while it's 100 degrees out. See if I care. Right. Your problem. So, yeah, we did end up going to a friend's cookout then, you Mm. and me and number three and your aunt. Yes. And it was very chill. And it was good to just sit there and hang out with people and be social. And nobody was like, it wasn't hectic like the first place you went. It was just very like, they were prepared ahead for their company. They were. And... They also have children with developmental differences, and so they're used to having everything extra prepared ahead of time. Yes, they are prepared people. It's a good thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we hung out, and, and and you had asked, I don't think we had a chance to ask both children, but you asked number three if they wanted to go and see fireworks. I did. Which we can drive and see, and they said they did, but it turns out they didn't want to see fireworks, now did they? They wanted to see friends who were also 
also going to see the fireworks. Uh, which I expected them to want to see friends. What I didn't expect was from them to leave you outside somewhere and go inside of a building with their friends oh while God. fireworks were happening. The building upon which the fireworks were being launched was apparently where their friends were. And so they went into that building, found their friends, went to the top floor of the building where their friends said they were. And I texted them and I said, when the fireworks are done, you have five minutes to get back to me. Mm -hmm. Because George and his aunt are waiting and we don't want to keep them waiting. And it was mostly to get them to come back because also I was tired of waiting. Well, yeah. And the reason you were by yourself is my aunt and I declined to stand around in a crowd and went back to the car and took the chairs out of the trunk and sat next to the car because we could see fireworks from the parking lot that was a couple blocks away. Well, that's nice. You I'm know? glad. Yeah. You missed the schmaltzy nationalistic music. I did. That accompanied the and fireworks. They were fairly well-timed for our tiny space, our tiny town. I was rather impressed. I'm glad. But even so... I didn't realize that number three child had fully escaped from you until I looked on the map and saw that you were in one place and they were not. Well... We had first split up, you and your aunt had split up from number three and I at first when they wanted to go into the building like an hour before the fireworks were in scheduled to start mm -hmm. and go find their friends. And so I went with them because they didn't want to go alone. Their anxiety, new place. Well, it's fine. I, I don't mind accompanying teenagers wherever they're going to see what they're doing. And that's totally fine yeah. with me. And I went in there with them. But the thing is, we walked through the whole building and never saw their friends. Mm -hmm. Because apparently their friends were on the same kind of time like our teacher friend is where they say, I'm almost there, which means they're almost to their car to leave. <laughs> they might be ready to leave their house to go to their car. Right. Yeah. So it's, I was already feeling frustrated that we had like walked through this whole building and, you know, seen everything there was to see and none of which you needed to see. Then gone through twice and not found what we were looking for. And number three was sitting there texting and calling their friends like, where are you at? Where do I find you? Are you here yet? And their friends were clearly not on top of it. And number three has expressed that they are the quote unquote mom friend of their group. Yeah, it just kind of scares me to think of that because they are really not any more functional than any other 13 year old uh, who stays up all night. Well, and while I, <laughs> I would say they are more functional because they've had more guidance, a lot of the kids that they hang out with are minimally parented. But much more, I, I would say they're provided for, but they're not parented. Okay. You and I okay. were not parented, but also not provided for. Yes. These kids are provided for, but they are not actively parented. So they're used to having what they need, not having to obtain what they need, but also not having to meet expectations or follow directions. Right, which we do try to... Um have our kids meet expectations and follow directions. We attempt. We we set the expectations. We do. So and, and there are, you know, consequences of various sorts when they don't meet those expectations, depending on, you know, the expectation itself. Maybe just missing out or some sort of gee, now I notice I didn't meet the expectation you set. Yes, and occasionally that is enough. Often there needs to be an additional consequence, but occasionally they are sufficiently mortified by their inability to meet an expectation. Which they were quite confident they would just magically meet. I said, you'll be able to get up by noon tomorrow. And they said, yeah, no problem. There was a problem. 
Uh-huh. I knew that. <laughs> right? So anyway, I start walking back towards you guys, and I am sending them all these like messages of, if you don't meet me back at the car, if you don't catch up with me before I get back to the car... Mm-hmm. then here is going to be the consequence. Oh, so you were moving. Because it looked like you were moving, but it still looked like they were where they were. I was walking very slowly. Okay. Because I was just thinking, I was thinking along the lines you were, if that child makes us take longer than this needs to, I'm going to wake their ass up tomorrow. Yes. And that was one of the consequences. The other was, if you don't meet me back at the car, then you're going to have to find your own way home. Our city does have a minimally functional bus system, public transit. I don't even know if it runs at that time of day. I would think so if it was fireworks, but... Yeah, and I know it, I know it runs yeah. late into the evening until 11-ish, because I know there are plenty of other people who take it that late, and I might have taken it that late when we first moved here, but... Yeah, there were all sorts you, you of... Were not, you were I fed was up with standing around and... Very fed up. And so I started walking slowly, mm-hmm. but I started walking. Whereas we were fine because we were away from the crowd and we had a good view and I wasn't overly tired. And I, I have the expectation that if you are dealing with that child, there will be some lag in the time... <laughs> Timeliness is not their strong suit. But here's what happened. They timeliness went- is not one of their suits. <laughs> it's not even a weak suit. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Oh, they have the capacity for it. Just like that, our, that's what's our, frustrating to you. Just like our teacher friend. Like they'll show up for a paid job on time, mm-hmm. but they won't show up for dinner on time. Mm-hmm. You know, they have the ability when it's super important or when there might actually be like more than social consequences. Mm-hmm. And so that was the thing I started saying, here will be consequences if you don't catch up to me before we get to the car. If we leave, you have to get your own ride home. If this, if this, then consequence, I'm, consequence, consequence. I'm always impressed with you not reacting to their words back at you. They're snotty, they, they inappropriate try. words. <laughs> like they're like, I'm fucking trying in capitals back at you. And you don't even react to that. No, why would I? It doesn't help anything. No, it doesn't. But some people can't help themselves. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing they were fucking trying. Because once they had gotten up to the top floor of this building with their friends, bringing the elevator back down of probably one of the tallest buildings in the city, down in town, their friends hit all the buttons in the elevator. Yes. And at that point, I would have gotten out and found the stairs, but... But then you remember that when they couldn't get the spider off the ceiling, you had to show them the chair. (laughs) This is true. It's a thing that happened, and I asked them about that this weekend. The, The day before they left for their dad's house, three weeks ago, I get a text message at 1030 at night. I'm already in bed. I'm reading a book. I'm probably close to falling asleep. And I get a text message that says there's a spider on my ceiling and I can't reach it uh, from my bed. And so I go in their room and I look at them and they point up at the ceiling and it's way in the corner of the room. And I look at them again. I look at the spider again. I look at the chair Mm -hmm. and they hung their head. (laughs) I think it would be though, 
It can sit, all things considered, teenager brains, to point out to them, if you are ever on an elevator and need to be off of it, such as, there's a fire, you need to go to the stairs, and they are usually near the elevator, and there is usually a sign that says, stairs. Yes. Because I don't think um, that's something they've considered, because they're not used to dealing with buildings with elevators. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think I will make sure that we take the time to do that when we get to Disney, and point that out at our hotel. Oh yeah, the the elevator there. The elevator to our room, which I assume we will be taking an elevator to. Yes, it's unlikely it's, it's that we'll be on likely, the ground floor. Very unlikely. Most Mostly just lobby stuff is on ground floors of big hotels. So. Right. So. Yeah. So we, we, we drove my aunt back and I walked her to her door because a flashlight was needed and I didn't think she could, if I turned her flashlight on on her phone, I didn't think she could turn it back off. Mm-hmm. So I just walked her there with mine. That's good. Yeah. Yes, you did ask, do you have a flashlight? Do you know how to work the flashlight on your phone? And she was like, um, no. <laughs> like, okay, let me do this. Yes. And while you did that, because number three had actually caught up with me walking slowly, mm-hmm. I said, well, nobody else was upset by having to wait for you. I'm much less angry than I was earlier. And then I asked them the question, were you angry back at me? And they weren't quite sure how to answer. Like, do I give the right answer or the honest answer? And what is the honest answer? Like they had to spend some time with metacognition and and thinking about their thoughts and feelings. That's good for them. It is. Yes. Good job. So they, they took a second and they were like, kind of? like unsure of themselves. And I said, that's okay. That's reasonable. Are you still? And they were like, I don't think so. No. And I said, that's good. When anger is useful, when it motivates you to do something, you can keep it. But when it's not, you do your best to let it dissolve. Mm -hmm. And they were like, I, I couldn't see their face, but like the fact that they didn't have a response to that told me they were thinking. Ooh. Of course, it was probably prime time of day for them to be thinking because it was around 11 o'clock 11, at night yeah. is prime time mm. for thinking. They do most of their schoolwork, get it turned in between 11 and 2 in the morning. So, yes. Yeah. <sighs> so I stayed up very late for me. You did. I did. You were a morning person and you're usually in bed between 9 and 10. Mm-hmm. In the meanwhile, Child Zero and Child Two had come back from the event they were at, hung out at the house while we were at our barbecue thing. Yep. And then decided at the last minute to drive down to fireworks, which you can do. Mm-hmm. It's a small town. Not like there's, you know, it's going to be hard to do. Even the they city did, near our small area is small. They did beat us back. They beat us. They got there. like. Well, they stayed in the car. Well, yeah, they didn't have number three child to deal with, so <laughs> they beat us back here. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. So we did things. We did the things we're with doing, the kids. There's things to do, and then there's variants of COVID going around, and, you know, there's con- some consideration for each thing. Yeah, and it's a it's a risk benefit analysis in each case to think, okay, is this activity and the benefit that I will get from attending it worth the risk? And then the risks that are present, how do I manage those risks? Do I wear a mask? Do I bring my hand sanitizer? Do I just avoid people? Will that be an option at a given event? It was an option to sort of isolate from other people at one cookout, like I could sit over on one end of the table only by you 
you guys and pretty much stay away from everyone. But, you know, in a basically a street fair situation, watching the fireworks, it was not possible to stay away from people. So you think these things through and you figure out how to that, manage It wasn't risk. possible for you because you had number three child. Correct. It was possible for me and my aunt. Yeah. To say, nope. And walk back to where we came from. Yes, yeah. that is true. And I would do that, COVID or not, but it makes a better... You avoid excuse. people. Yeah. <laughs> it, it gives you the excuse. I'm sure lots of introverts are currently mourning the potential loss of excuse. Probably. So, was there Although anything... it was a terrible excuse to have, so... It was. Was there anything gendery about all of this weekend that you can think of? You know, I noticed walking to the fireworks with you and the kid and my aunt, and then walking back, I noticed a difference in people around me, you know, having so many years of, as we've called it, security math. I noticed a difference of what type of people am I walking nearby or past their house, their yard where they're having a lot of drinking. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, true. (laughs) And what type of reaction is already happening that... When they perceive you passing their space. And there's, you know, the different reaction of, oh, there's some guy with members of his family and... Then there's me walking my elderly aunt back. It's a different, it's, it's what, it's more comfortable for me, not just because it's safer, which is comfortable to anybody, but it's just, it's more comfortable to me. There was always like that heightened, what's the word for the discomfort of the gender? Dysphoria? Yes. Heightened dysphoria, knowing that this attention was on me mm-hmm. and it's not there and it's great. That is great. Yeah. I'm happy for you. Thank you. I can see how that would be a thing because like I grew up in Flint and I grew up walking everywhere. So I grew up having to own my space and I'm not a small person. So I take up a lot of space, but there is that safety math even then of I am still perceived as a female with all of the cultural baggage attached to that label Mm -hmm. and all of the potential risk attached to that cultural baggage. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when I was watching number three, who is a very dainty and increasingly voluptuous teenage girl, mm-hmm. or at least looks like one, mm-hmm. and generally tends to present themselves like one, mm-hmm. that was part of the reason that I was like, no, you need to get back here as soon as we're done. Yes, but I, I can see from what you're saying, I can picture you know where we were walking and the type of interaction that this particular child has is not a defiant teenager where certain types of men would then try to get their attention because they they look back at you and that's that's an attachment cycle of you know knowing that their safety is with you in this type of environment yes and other people can see that mm-hmm. And so they see the... The connection to the big middle-aged fat lady. You should not mess with the mama of that child. Right. There she is. Well, I'm glad that you can see that and that you perceive other people seeing that because I think that means that I've been relatively successful in building that relationship that they demonstrate an attachment even when they're walking six feet ahead of me trying to go fast because they're pissed at me for making them leave. Yes, but they're they're still in watching where you are having that connection to you. And people are aware of that. Yeah. Well, that's That's good. a different thing than a teenager who wants to run off and do what they want, which is much more tempting to people standing around drinking in the street. Correct. Yes. 
Yeah, don't fuck with Mama Bear. No. Okay. <sighs> Would that make you Papa Bear? I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of a small Papa Bear, so. But, uh, you know, I'm still the dude, so. You're still the dude, which is hilarious yeah. to me, because, like, you're the shortest one out of all of us, but everyone perceiving us still sees some dude and his women. <laughs> yep, they do. As you said, all the cultural baggage. Yes. Yeah. So is there anything else about any of that? Or is that it? I think that's it. We'd love to hear from you. So let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I think it's far from me. I think it is far from you. Yeah. Okay. Are we good? Just about. I don't want to take too long because... I still have to get dressed. Mm -hmm. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And remind me that I need you to say my aunt, my aunt, my aunt a few different ways because I think you said her name earlier. Oh, okay. So I need a couple that I can cut and paste in there. Of my aunt, my aunt. aunt. It, unless you're going to talk on top of me. Your turn. Okay. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.